Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. With me as always is my friend, my cohort, uh, Stephanie. So Stephanie, what is up? What's going on, my friend? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Um, what's up? Life is up. Um, back, you know, with eight kids, there is always a, like 3,000 things going on simultaneously. Um, so we're crazy on that front. Excited about PTSD camp. It's just around the corner. And um, I'm really praying our van's fixed. I mean, it's been in the shop now. Um, we're on over six weeks, and we still do not have our van. And I don't know how I'm going to get to camp with all of my kids and no van. So really praying that the Lord will get that fixed. Um, oh, but yeah. I, did, um, I actually talked, been texting with a mother who's planning to come with three of her kids. Amen. and um so working with her, work, you know, it's yesterday was a crazy day. I had ladies from past, present, and future, it felt like texting all day yesterday. And that's a that's a good thing. Um, so definitely staying busy, not sitting around popping chocolates, that's for sure. Yeah, I wish I was sitting around popping chocolates myself. That's I should be busy and popping chocolates at the same time. And but you know, I there's something godly about being busy. And God gave you eight kids and you know, it's, I got to tell you, what I learned with two was when they graduate from high school, you go, Phew. when they go off to college, you cry like a baby. When they graduate from college, you go, Phew. and then all of a sudden they're out of the house and you go, what? <laughs> you know, where are they? <laughs> it's the weirdest thing ever. And boy, your life, you get given back time though. I promise you that a lot of time comes back. Well, folks, as we move along, we've been working on these words and, uh, uh, and one of the words we're working on, so we've been going through the army words. Uh, one of our missionary brothers out in Asia, and I won't point out a last name or anything, goes by the name of Mark, uh, is a good man. We've been talking, we talked about loyalty, duty, respect, selfless service. And today the word we're going to talk about is honor. And honor is one of those words. It's like holding something in really high esteem, uh, honor, bringing honor to an organization. You bring honor to an organization by uh, being the person, you know, that, that brings credit, uh, that shows respect, that addresses somebody uh, by their rank, by what they offer. It's not just rank either in the military. It's, uh, it's honoring people's service. It's honoring uh, the uniform they wear. It's honoring the things they're going through. It's, it's, it's sticking to a, a you know, a, a standard of conduct. It's, it's, it's something it's, it's bringing pride and, uh, to an organization. I mean, I just honor, we could go on and on. There's so much to say. I want to bring honor, you know, honor, honorable, honorable services, honor, uh, all those things, whether therefore you drink or, uh, eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all for the glory of God for you are bought with a price. Therefore, therefore glorify God in your body. So, 
I'm saying all that is we want to bring honor to God. We want to bring honor to each other. We want to bring honor to the ministry. We want to bring honor to our families. And I mean, Stephanie, honor when that word, the first time, first time I say that word to you, what, what comes to your mind? Wow. Well, the first thing I think that, um, is a picture of my uncle. Um, I had, I came from a family that, that we had a ton of military, um, and my uncle Aaron, um, was in the Marine Corps, ended up, he was in the air force when he died. He had transferred to the air force. But, um, whenever I hear that word, I, I think of his picture in his Marine uniform. Wow. He, he was the guy who would have, <laughs> he would have died for one. Yeah. And I remember when we first went into Iraq back in, what was that? 2002. Two. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, one of my other uncles, had joined um he was a medic at the time and he had signed up to go he had he had volunteered to and my uncle out of love for his baby brother tried his best he begged them send me don't send my brother mm. and of course they couldn't do that because my uncle was not trained and, you know, the military, you can't, you can't make them listen to you, but, but I'll never forget. I don't think any of our family will forget that he did that. that he was willing, he was willing to go give his life so that his brother could live. And that's honor being willing to do the tough thing. Yeah. So that someone else has a better life. Yeah. And, to me, that's that's the height of honor is giving of yourself, not expecting anything in return so that others have have it better than you had it or or, you know, can experience more blessing because you were willing to sacrifice on. it. Yeah. And, and, and that's a great example. And I think, you know, honor even more so, uh, you know, and what a what a great testimony of your uncle. I look forward to meeting him in heaven. Um but just thinking, I've, I've met a couple of Stephanie's uncles and find them to be really, really good brothers. Uh, what You know, I was just thinking, uh, Stephanie, as we talk about honor is doing the tough things as a mom, as a wife, as a husband, or as a brother, sister, kid. Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of honor in doing the right thing when you. it's easier to take the easy way out. What does the Bible say? What's that verse, Stephanie, that says, uh, do not let your evil be spoken uh, do not let your don't good, let be, your good evil. be Yes. Don't let your good be spoken. evil spoken of. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think that honor is always doing the right thing. Even if the trip's a little bit longer, I yeah. think that, I think that honor is, uh, you know, choosing to, uh, serve God in the midst of haters and atheists. Honor is, uh, bringing honor to your family when it's easy just to trash them honor is bringing honor to your country. And we see that all the time. You know, when I, when the star spangled banner is played for me, I have a slideshow that goes on in my brain of everybody that I know and love that got killed in war. I mean, that slideshow goes on in my mind. That's honor. 
I want to honor them. I want to respect them. That's why a lot of yeah. people say, well, why do you military people get so hung up and love the flag so much? Because that flag represents people that I loved that gave everything yeah. for this country. Yes. And, uh, people I cared about, people I trained, people I stood yeah. next to, people I laughed with, uh, people who drove in my car, people, you know, and I, I think, I think honor is a big deal and, and to honor God, what a big deal. So we've been in, we find ourselves, Stephanie, we're in the 24th proverb. Uh, we're going to try to do five through nine today. We're going to start, I think by doing five and six. And we see here, it says a wise man, uh, over in the 24th proverb five, a wise man is strong. Yea, And a man of knowledge increases strength. For by wise counsel that shall make thy war, and in the multitude of counselors there is safety. So again, right away we're, we're talking about why there's biblical counseling, why we counsel people, why we coach people, why we look out for people, why we make people number one, why we do these different things. And you know what's coming to my mind over and over again as I look at this, uh, Stephanie, this wise counsel thing. You know how many times in my life I should have listened to wise counsel? Mm -hmm. but I just jumped out and did the wrong thing. Uh, and you know, how many people that have I met that just did one thing wrong, didn't get counsel, didn't do one thing right. And boy, their life changed. How many people would that have changed? I mean, so you're looking at this, Stephanie, and you're saying to yourself, well, a wise man is strong and knowledge increases that strength, I think. Right. And so we mm -hmm. know they're strong and, and, and wise counsel will keep you from going to war. So I think when we look at wisdom here and we look at foolishness, that there's a strong contrast that's drawn here between being wise or being a fool. And, and part of that contrast is getting wise counsel. And then the problem is some people don't go to wise counselors, Stephanie. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, well, I think it's interesting that it talks about the house is, be, is built by wisdom. So in other words, the foundational structure um, you picture, you know, we have a house down the road from us that's getting built. Um, and this, it's the end of a subdivision that's, the subdivision's older. Um, but there's has been this huge plot of land. Well, now there's a house being built there right on the edge of the road. So we're watching it, you know, we're getting to watch it every time we drive by there, um, which is like every day. Yeah. And so we're watching this house go up. And so when I'm reading this verse, um, when I'm reading this verse, what I see here is I see the, the foundation being laid. I see those cement walls being poured. I see the walkout basement structure part of it being, being built and the studs going in and all of this being done. And I think of that wisdom principle that that's for our lives, um, <coughs> our, the, our house, our, our life house, so to speak that the construction of it is all built around wisdom. And I think of a child and how important it is that as, as, a ch as our children are growing up, we are building this into them, that as they are building their foundation for life, it is being built with the concrete truths and the firm, stable building materials of the wisdom of God, the wisdom from above that's pure, peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, and without hypocrisy, that's what this wisdom looks like. But then the second part of the verse says, and by understanding it is established. Mm. And you can have a beautiful house that has a great foundation that solid, it's level, it's 
things that my house is not. <laughs> yeah. And, and there's no sag in the floor in the basement and there's no um, chimney falling off the side of the house. You can have this perfectly constructed house and then go inside and it's bare. Yeah. It's empty. It's this beautiful structure, but it's empty. And so when I look at the second part of this verse, it says, by understanding it is established. They have to go hand in hand to have a life house that reflects Jesus Christ. It's like God uses the knowledge, the relationship with him, the knowledge of who he is, where Jesus Christ's life becomes real. It becomes vibrant in and through a person that's what decorates the house. That's what gives the house its furniture. That's what gives it that feeling of I'm home. This is my safe place. It's the knowledge. It's that. It's that it's not just we, hey, we know who we God gotta, is. We got to run to the radio stations for just a second. Hang with me a second. All right, we're back with you. And she's building the room. She was coming through the verses we covered yesterday, right smack in the middle of the ones we're covering today. And I didn't want to stop you. So we, we snuck by our commercials a little yeah. bit. You, you can go ahead oh. and keep going now. Yeah. No, so, so verse 4 says, By knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. And it's not facts. It's not facts that builds a beautiful home, or I should say that that fills a that makes a beautiful house. It's a relationship. You think even of a family setting. It's having the relationship with each other. It is the um, the Hicks girls were down the other on Sunday night, and my boys and them. I was just sitting back watching them. It was so sweet. They're just. They were laughing. They were having fun. They were talking about how, you know, we're, we've been best friends with each other since we were kids. And and just that's what gives a house, a home, precious and pleasant riches. It's not the stuff. It's not the pizzazz. It's, it's I, when I see knowledge, I see relationship. I see a vibrant family life because guess what? We are a part of the family of God and Christ in us is what gives our families life. And if, if a family is built on this on verses three and four, it will change everything about how a family functions because you can have all of the right standards. You can have a checklist that's checked off to kingdom come and the house be bare and empty and miserable. And so the knowledge here, that relationship is every, every bit as much important as having the, the structure of the house built on wisdom. Yeah. And, and then, then just bottom line there in six is, you know, wise counsel. You know, it'll keep you from having wars. It'll keep things from yes. breaking up. And then yeah. I want to hop quickly. I want to hop over through seven through nine, Stephanie. It says, wisdom is too high for a fool. He openeth not his mouth in the gate. He that deviseth do evil shall be called a mischievous person. The thought of foolishness is sin. And the sooner is a scorner 
is an abomination to men. And so we, we get down here and we find out some things that wisdom is too much for a fool. A fool can't handle wisdom. A fool wants to stay away from wisdom. And we see that there. And he, and, uh, uh, you know, a fool, he's denied influence. He's, he's not going to get anyone through the gates. They're not letting him. They don't let him open his mouth. Uh, this is someone who's a plotter. He's a schemer. He's clever. He's a scoffer, a scorner. And it's an abomination. And I mean, as we look at these verses, you know, again, we're talking, we just looked at these verses on what a wise man does. And now all of a sudden we're at a place as we look at seven, eight, and nine on what a fool does and how bad that is and, and what it can do to you. And it, and it goes on to say, this is an abomination unto the Lord. This is something that's bad. This is something that brings bad to you. This is something that's evil. And I think we got to pay attention, Stephanie. You know, sometimes we as a society, uh, we lose out. But we as individuals, we as families, that's the only way we're going to affect society. It's the only way we're going to change things is it starts with us. And then it starts with the families. And we need to draw parallels and lines uh, between being a fool and being wise. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you don't draw those lines, you end up in in a shady area and that never leads to good. You think of fog, of someone getting lost in the fog. Yeah. It never results in a good thing. Um, it, it At the very least, it results in fear and terror. And, um, you know, there's nothing more freaky. Um, I can't remember what morning it was. I was driving a kid up to the dentist, and our appointment was at 730, and it's an hour drive. So we left our house at 630. And there was such intense fog driving up there that there was many times I felt like I was in the midst of a thick cloud. Um, and that was very scary because if another car had gotten out of his, its lane, I wouldn't have known till it was hitting me because the fog was that thick. And to understand that God's given us wisdom and knowledge, these two things that are to work together so that we don't have to live in the fog, so that we don't have to live in that place of what's truth, what's not. He's given us his word. John 17, 17, sanctify them, cleanse them, purify them, give them clarity through thy word. Thy word is truth. And so where we make God's truth, which is overflowing with wisdom and knowledge, where we make that our basis and we set our love on him, like Psalm 91 talks about, when we set our love on Jesus, he will deliver us from the path of the scorner, from the path of the fool. He will give us clarity and insight into knowing who are the fools, who are the wise men, so that we're not hanging around with the wrong crowd and getting disoriented. It just it's amazing when you when you look at the word of God, how he's made all of these things gel together and fit like puzzle pieces, if we'll open our hearts and minds to see the truth that he's laid out for us in verses like this. And I think that's very clear. And I want to put this, so this weird question for you, I hate doing this to you as a, a pastor's kid, but this just kind of to wrap up this whole honor thing, going back to honor. And I think those verses talked about wisdom is honor and foolish is not, is dishonor. And so to wrap that up, think about going back in your life in the midst of all the junk you were going through five, six, 10 years ago, whatever. And Think about a man or woman that was honorable and displayed honor and what characteristics 
what characteristics did they have in your life when there was so much dishonor? I mean, what did you, uh, who did you want to be around? What did you see? Mm. Wow. You, you just love to draw these questions out, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> it's a Friday. People want to know. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's very loaded. Um, five, six, 10 years ago, those are the, per those are the years you gave, which is ironic, all things considered. Yeah. Um, there have been a few people in my life, very, very few who I would say I can look at and say we're honorable at all times or honorable. I shouldn't say at all times. None of us are perfect. So I don't expect, I'm not expecting perfection. But 10 years ago, I was in a very, very, very hard place. Yeah. And um, maybe someday I'll be brave enough to give details. I'm not brave enough now, just being bluntly honest. Yeah, that's okay. Um, We're going to have that, that day of reckoning is coming. It's just not, not in 22. Yeah. Anyway, go um, ahead. Yeah. But there were, there were, there were a lot of people that I thought were people of honor then who turned out to be wolves in sheep's clothing. But there was somebody I was around a lot who to this day has never betrayed her honor to me. And that's Rhonda Hicks. Yeah. And I have watched her go through the fire yeah. herself. Yeah. And I have watched her struggle. I have watched her have to work through really hard things, even in the last, very recently. And she's come out victorious. She's come out still the person of honor that I have always known her to be. And it didn't mean she, it doesn't mean she hasn't struggled. It hasn't mean she's not dealt with all of the same emotions that any other human deals with of fear and, and everything that comes with having been traumatized, but she has remained steadfastly someone of honor, someone of dignity, someone who, when the rubber meets the road has been willing to stand and say, we're going to do the tough things because this is what God wants us to do. Yeah. I hate to do and this to you, Stephanie, but you're, you're looking at 30 seconds. I'm sorry. So, so, so you asked me where I was 10 years ago and who showed me Jesus by being honorable. And that's who comes to mind because she has been that consistently. And I thank and praise God for her because of that. Yeah. I love Rhonda, man. She's great. Well, and uh, so finding honor, being steadfast, being that person that's there when it's hard to be there, being that person that even when you're going through junk helps others going through junk. That's an honor, folks. Yeah. That's what yeah. honor looks like. And just a, just a shout out to the Hicks for being such cool people, even Liberty. And uh, we do love you, folks. Oh. <laughs> May God bless you. <laughs> hey, if we can do something for you, make sure you look for me at Doug at WoundedSpirits.com. And Liberty, you know I love you. And uh, listen, 
Listen to every word Brother Eric's got to say. There's nothing more important than knowing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Wear that smile that only Christ can give you today. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry. Visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.